Hey there, I'm Rebecca, national speaker and professional life coach. Welcome to the Confidence Coach Podcast. Here, I help you simplify your personal, spiritual, and professional development by focusing on the one thing that changes everything, confidence. In these episodes, I will help you steadily deepen your trust in God and your own abilities because the world needs a more confident you. If you're tired of wasting time, settle in for these short but powerful episodes. Let's get growing for your good and God's glory. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Special welcome to those of you who are in my growth group. Cannot wait to dive into this stuff with you guys in the next two weeks. Everybody else, listeners out there from all over the country, welcome back. Um, Today, I'm going to be talking about a super important topic. It's important because we are told in the word of God that uh, people who do this thing, people who are good at, people who make what I'm going to be talking about today a priority are fruitful, they are focused, they are nourished, and specifically we're told in Isaiah, which I'll get to this verse in a little bit here. They are strong. Now, you know by the title that I'm going to be talking about rest. Okay? I'm going to be talking about rest. And I'm going to kind of be giving you guys some musings. And then I'm going to end with some super specific things. I'm going to answer the question of, okay, well, uh, I get it, Rebecca, but how long am I supposed to rest? And... When am I supposed to rest? And questions like, are you crazy? Uh, Rest is not an option for me because I can't be alone with my thoughts for very long. (laughs) I'm scared of my own brain. (laughs) Um, Or are you crazy? I have too much to do. Or even, and this is a different side of the rest coin, um, I actually am uneasy with rest because I think if I'm honest with myself, I'm lazy or I rest too much. Okay. I'm not actually productive enough every day and therefore rest to me is not satisfying. It's kind of disturbing. Okay. There's a lot of mess around the concept of rest and that's why I want to address it today. The major mess around rest is that we live in just a, a culture that is completely convinced us all that we're here for the purpose of being productive, that our worth and our value are determined by how much we do every day. And because we live in a just aggressively capitalistic culture, we're pushed by just every message we get anywhere that we need to produce, 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 which is not the message of the gospel. Okay. Not the message of the gospel but it's very much the culture that we live in. So normally, normally the problem that most women have around rest is I should be doing something else. There's more to be doing. I'm not doing enough. I'm missing out. I'm not making God happy. It's usually some form of FOMO, fear of missing out, but maybe because of the pandemic or maybe because of the whole self-care movement, which obviously I'm for self-care, but I've started to notice also in some of my coaching clients and just friends in the world that 
there's this other side that I kind of mentioned already about rest where people are binging television, where people are, you know, getting their pedicures all the time, where people are saying no to every social obligation because of quote unquote self-care or because of, you know, rest. When, when the reality is a lot of that is avoidance. A lot of that is, uh, numbing out. It's fear driven as opposed to, this sweet spot that we want to live in. Okay. So, uh, focus. (laughs) I wanted to say, look at me, everybody look at me, but we're not, I'm not on stage right now. So you can't look at me focus. Um, through, uh, God's design, he wants us to be working and resting in rhythm. Okay. He wants you to be producing every day, but he wants you to be resting every day. And that he has made a way for us to do that. Okay. He has made a way for you to live like that. God has made a way for you to work because he's given you gifts and skills and a calling. And, um, he has prepared good works for you to do in advance. Okay. So, you know, you have purpose, you know, you we're promised that we have purpose. And he's also made a way for us to rest because we know that our value is secure in him. We know that our worth is bought by Christ and there's nothing we can do. We know that he's in control and we're not in control. So it's all God. It's 100% God and his good grace in our life that has given us both the ability and the pleasure of good work and also the gift and the good grace of rest. Both depend on him and both are done and done. Now, that's a sweet intro. That's good. Those are good words and, you know, we like to hear them, but let's break it down a little bit further. Let's dive into this a little bit harder, okay? Um, kind of said this already. Most of the time, we... We kind of feel, I, I want to use the word emaciated <laughs> as humans, because we're not, we don't, we're not living in a culture that really values rest. You know, even if you take a vacation day that you are owed from your business or your job, it's, it's harder to go back because there's work piled up. People kind of sort of give you the side eye. So it's like, sure, you get three weeks or six weeks of vacation every year. But if you actually take that vacation, you know, we just we're emaciated because we don't rest and because we don't feast. Okay. Biblical term, biblical term, sitting at the table, not rushing to eat. Okay. We, we quite literally live in a fast food society where we don't even enjoy our food and we also don't enjoy our spiritual food. So we are I think we're a very emaciated culture. We're a very emaciated women. And when you see a woman who's not emaciated, who's full, who's nourished, who's satisfied, you notice her. Oh, the world notices her. You know what I mean? Satan knows her name. <laughs> and I'm I want you to be those kind of women. I I, I think um the Lord has blessed me. And a lot of the time I am, I'm just, I'm giving him the glory for that. Not always. I can tell when I'm going through a valley, when I've drifted, 
when I'm not resting well or feasting well, and instead I'm, you know, binging Netflix. Now I'm not opposed to a little bit of a mental break, scrolling your phone for a minute, watching some Netflix for one, you know, half an hour to an hour. But we all know, okay, listen to me here. More importantly, listen to your gut. Uh, we all know when our mental break, our needed mental break turns into laziness. We feel it. And here's what it feels like. Here's what it feels like when rest turns into laziness. Rest, my friends, is restorative. Laziness sucks your energy. Okay. So you know the moment when the restoration has happened and, and you feel an urge or a pull to get up and do something. And that's great. Listen to the urge. But sometimes we push past that urge and we start another episode. <laughs> you know what I mean? We stay in our sweats for another day. And then we start to feel our energy being drained. And finally it dawns on us. Finally it dawns on us. I should probably take a shower and put on makeup and real clothes. Yep, yep, yep. So anyway, we live in an ema we, uh, emaciated culture. That was the word that I was kind of playing off of there. And don't you want to be a woman who's not? Don't you want to be a woman who's filled and full by the grace of God, by the presence of God? Um, so let me tell you real quick what rest is not. Um, we, we just have such an aversion to rest that I need to be clear with you that rest is not a waste of time. Okay. A lot of us think rest is a waste of time. In fact, rest is probably one of the most uh, productive things that we can ever do. Three quick things, and then I will give you a little bit more biblical proof to back them up. Rest is allowing the body to regenerate itself, okay? You are not a machine. You are not a machine. You can Google it. You can read whole books about the importance of rest on the cellular level and how people are less prone to getting sick when they get, you know, enough sleep and just, oh, I, it would take me hours, days, years to explain to you why rest is so critical uh, for our body. Okay. Rest also allows our mind, our mind to regenerate, our brain, literally it, it creates new pathways of thinking um, it's been proven that it increases athletic ability. Like if you've practiced something one day and you sleep in your brain, the neural pathways kind of do their thing and you can do it better the next day. The mind subconsciously works on problems when you're not focused, actively focused on that problem. The third thing that rest does and the most important thing is it allows, it's a spiritual, okay? So uh, choosing rest, and this is where I'm going to spend the bulk of the next five, 10 minutes here, choosing rest is really, um, warfare. Okay. It's spiritual warfare. It's declaring war. And in fact, it's winning the war. It's being victorious against self-reliance against all kinds of things, fear, pride, control. What do you mean? Like why? Um, because rest, which is stopping our labor or, or yeah, going to sit at the feet of Jesus, it's for it, it's acknowledging that God is in control and that we're not. 
And it's waiting on the Lord to come and renew our strength. Again, hopefully this is starting to trigger all kinds of Bible verses in your head. You're like, feel like, feel like you're dancing around a bunch of scripture. I am. Um, but these are the quick three things that rest does. It allows the body to regenerate itself. It allows the mind to regenerate itself and subconsciously solve and work on problems. And it wages spiritual warfare. I think it actively wins the war against all the things that culture pushes on us. And again, I'll, I'll give you a list of those so that you can kind of run through them in your head. Fear, pride, self-centeredness, greed, fatigue, all the things that are a result of our natural drift towards Rebellion against God, towards doing things on our own, toward trying to understand it all, towards trying to figure it all out, towards trying to execute our own plan. Now, we've got to get up every single day and get work done, but as humans, the act of stopping when there's still stuff to do, okay, just let that sink in for a second. <laughs> the act of stopping when there's still stuff to do is how we turn our spirit from our own strength to God's strength. Now, if that term is also ringing a bell for you, that's because throughout all of the intuitive prayer podcasts and all of the repentance podcasts, I've been using that term a lot. How do we turn from our own strength to the strength of God? Because what do I want for you guys? I want you to be confident women. I want you to be confident in the power of God in you. I want you to be productive in your life. I want you to enjoy a fruitful life. I want you to find rest and peace and confidence in God. And the only way we get there is to consistently turn from ourself and turn to God through prayer, through repentance, and now through rest and now through rest. So yeah, I believe that rest is actively winning the war on a spiritual level against Satan, against culture, against all kinds of things that are making us famished. All right. Let me give you a couple verses now. Um, Isaiah 30, 15 really sums this whole thing up. It says, for thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest, you shall be saved. In quietness and in trust shall be your strength. Like, does it need to be said any more clearly than that? Now, the last part of that verse is, but you were unwilling. <laughs> so if you want to read Isaiah 30 in context here and see the picture uh, that God is painting for us about a rebellious people who are trying to do it on, your, on their own. Um, and then all of a sudden this verse shows up where God is telling these rebellious people, <laughs> All you have to do to be saved, you guys, you're like running from your enemies, you're exhausted, you're facing destruction all over the place. All you have to do to be saved is return, okay? In some versions of the Bible, that's uh, interpreted as repent and rest. This, this, I believe this does mean a physical rest because, or at least I'm going to teach that we need to do both physical and mentally rest in God. Um, here in this verse, it probably does mean a mental rest where we're returning through repentance and we are then relying on God, um, 
resting in the Lord with our mind. We're, we're letting him handle our burdens. Uh, it's an act, I guess you could say, of surrendering your problem or your situation, whatever's feeling heavy or overwhelming to you in that moment. The thing that you can't do anything to change, even though you're trying so hard. Okay. He's asking his people here. He's telling, he's inviting his people here in Isaiah, repent, uh, trust me. Now this is jumping in the New Testament with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then in quietness, which means stillness and waiting on God, you will be saved. And that word is a phenomenal word because the other places that it's used in the Old Testament, it literally does mean to be saved in battle. Okay. So I want you guys to really wrap your mind around the fact that, again, you are in the middle of spiritual warfare every day, all day. You are, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, you are, you might as well acknowledge it because then you'll have a chance to win. <laughs> we know we win in the end. We know that as Christians, but if you want to walk in the victory every single day, you need to be aware of the fact that there is a battle raging for you every single day, for your mind, for your heart, for your fruits, for your work, for how you can contribute to the kingdom or be so distracted that you're not contributing to the kingdom at all. And God is saying here that you will be saved in the middle of this battle. You can look up Zechariah 9.9, Psalm 33.16, 1 Samuel 14.47, Deuteronomy 33.29. These are all verses in which that same exact word in the original language is used. And it's used as the people will be victorious in battle. God himself will rescue them from battle. I mean, are you, are you understanding what I'm saying here in returning and rest? You will be saved in quietness and trust will be your strength. Don't you want to be strong? Don't you want to be strong? I know it's so counterintuitive to say, I'm going to sleep. I'm not going to go to that event this weekend. I'm not going to commit to another thing at church. I'm going to turn from myself and my ways right now to God to bring rest to my mind and to my soul. Okay. Cause we are talking about a mental rest and a physical rest. Why? Where's the physical rest coming from? It's coming from, well, I mean, one of the original 10 commandments is to remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. But it's confirmed or reaffirmed, I guess you could say, in Mark 2, 27, when Jesus says the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. What? Again, I say, what? <laughs> did you guys know that verse even existed? Like, God did not create the Sabbath and say, this was made to bring me honor and glory. And therefore, you guys, okay, you guys have to obey for me. What he's literally saying here is, I created a day of rest for you. This is a good grace and a mercy for you because I also created your body and your mind and your soul and your spirit. And I know that once a week you need to unplug. You need to not work. Okay. You need to 
just completely and utterly allow yourself to cease striving, to cease mentally trying to figure things out. Such a beautiful verse. The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And again, the principle here is that we must trust God uh, that rest is for our good. We must trust God that rest is for the good of mankind. It's for your good, not just produce, 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 do the next thing, do the next thing, do the next thing. Um, and then one of my other favorite examples in the Bible is when Elisha, I always say that one wrong, Elijah, I believe it's Elisha, is uh, in first or second Kings, shoot, I'm gonna have to put this in the show notes because I can't remember right off the top of my head, is so exhausted. He's so exhausted that he's says, take my life. And because we are vulnerable, guys, when we're exhausted, God does not give him an answer right away. He doesn't. He doesn't call him out. He doesn't call him up. He doesn't, he doesn't even really comfort him. He sends an angel to give him food and tells him to sleep. And then he does it again, food and sleep. And then he walks for, I think, 40 days before he does meet with God in the, in a mountain cave. Um, but the God of the universe did not answer one of his children Because he knows that when we are exhausted, physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually, that we are unable to see the world as it is, that we're unable to see him as it is, that we are vulnerable to attack, that we are vulnerable to all kinds of things. Guys, we are weak in our flesh. You're never going to embrace rest until you humbly admit that you are limited, that we are not God, that we're not a machine. Okay. God didn't need to rest after he created the universe. He did it as an example for us. So let's get specific here as I start to wrap this up. Okay. So first of all, practical tip. Okay, Rebecca, but my life is just really busy. All right, well, that's on you. <laughs> as as God says here um, in Isaiah, you were unwilling. You were unwilling. And my advice for you is you need to challenge why you're unwilling. You need to dig really deep with a friend or in a journaling session or book a discovery call with me. And you need to say, who am I afraid of letting down? What am I afraid of missing out on? Is it general FOMO, fear of missing out of like social gatherings or memory making that everybody else is doing? Is it fear of missing the silver bullet, which means, no, I can't rest because I have to read a book. I have to learn something. I have to listen to another podcast. There's an answer out there that is bigger and better and more powerful than God himself could whisper to my soul while I'm resting. And that's why I can't rest. Obviously, that was facetious, but you get it. Um. And maybe it's fear of your own thoughts. Perhaps when you try to get quiet and rest, you have a racing mind. Uh, Maybe you have anxiety that spirals out of control. 
if that's the case, guys, if you really can't take a walk, ride your bike, sit in the quietness of a room and just meditate on a scripture verse, something like that. If your body honestly, truly, and your brain spiral and get amped up in those quiet moments, that's legitimately something you need to look into. And it's so solvable. It's so fixable. Call me, call a counselor. Um, You do not have to live like that. Okay. That's a real thing that needs help. Okay. I want to encourage you guys that if that's you, it needs help because rest is a, a beautiful gift to you. And if for some reason that gift has been stolen, not by your own rebellion, but, but by fear or trauma or something that's really not allowing you to calm your mind, even when you want to calm your mind, please reach out and get help with that. Okay. Again, it's so solvable. All right. Um, and I want to encourage you guys on your own, even if you're not a part of the group to wage war in the next two weeks. All right. Recap. My first practical tip for you guys is if you can't clear your schedule enough to actually get good rest all day on Sunday, good rest every single night, moments of stillness throughout the day, then you need to challenge your thoughts on why. Because God tells you to do it. So that's a good enough reason. And there's something inside of you that's rebelling against that or fighting against that. And you need to figure out what that is. My second practical tip for you guys is, okay, so are we really supposed to schedule in this rest? How often am I supposed to rest? What time of day am I supposed to rest? So on and so forth. I'm not real big on making this feel like another thing to do. I want your mindset to change. I want your heart to open. And I want you to respond to the pull, the prompting of the Holy Spirit to rest. You should actively be responding to the invitation to rest when you can. Immediately responding, I should say. Or actively planning to rest when it crosses your mind that you need it. But practical tip one, challenge your thoughts. If you're just unwilling to clear your schedule, why aren't you unwilling? Why are you unwilling to clear your schedule? Practical tip two, listen to your gut. Listen to the Holy Spirit about when you need to rest, when your kids need to rest, when your family needs to rest and shamelessly accept that invitation to rest. Okay. In the growth group, this coming week, and by the way, the growth group is free to join. It's $47 a month after that. It's an app on your phone in which I give you guys furthering teaching on these topics, real life application, and then together with a group of women, we do it. We put this stuff into practice and we talk about our wins and our walls and our celebrations and our questions and women learn from other women. You can be as involved as you want to be or not. You can actually just listen passively or not listen at all. Um, there's no scheduled meetings. It's quite literally an app that you open up and listen to when it's convenient for you and respond if you want to respond. There's a link in the show notes to join. First month is free. You can cancel anytime. There's literally nothing to lose. In our growth group this month, I'm going to be talking to them more about um, how to intentionally stop when there's stuff to do. 
what you can be doing during your period of rest. Is it really just sleeping? Okay, what, what am I supposed to be doing with that period of rest that is restorative, that is quietness, and that will bring my mind, soul, body, and strength back into connection and kind of restoration? Um, how to say no to obligations that are very hard to say no to, how to clear your schedule, and more. Okay, we're going to be covering the nitty gritty of this amazing weapon of warfare. How do we wield this weapon of warfare? Because the reality is the answer lies within you and it will whisper to your soul when you're quiet. The truth is that you are enough as you are right now, no matter what you do or don't do today, you are fully, fully loved. And the truth is that the omnipresent, omnipowerful God of the universe is working on your behalf and he can do more to accomplish what needs to be accomplished in your life and your relationships than you can ever do. And when you choose rest, you're claiming all of those promises and you are winning the battle against unbelief.